Hello. On this podcast, we talk about movies, their faults, their flaws, and their plots. So, expect some spoilers. You've been warned. today because because there's no richard here it's just me that is john and you who is eric but no richard richard had a family obligation so unfortunately he couldn't be here to record with us but we still want to get an episode out which means that this episode is the return of less than three people of the podcast i almost want to say it's the valve version of plot spackle it's the sequel sequel yeah sequel it's where you take one movie and then you try and do it again well i know what a sequel is john but i mean are those even popular sometimes they are because that's what we're going to talk about and just as an f just as for our listeners out there because richard is not here this is going to be a fact-free episode there are no facts in this episode that's a fact or maybe it's not i don't know like for example birds are real I mean, a broken clock is right twice a day. Twice. That's like a sequel to it, isn't it? Coming back to the sequels. Let's get back to sequels. Yeah, sequels. So, uh, Eric, what do you think makes a good sequel? Obviously, a good sequel is something is a movie that's going to build on the original story of the of the first movie. But it has to be good enough that it can stand on its own. All right. How much of the original does it need to have in it? I would assume most of the original characters, besides obviously ones that die or that are written out. So it's got to be the same, but it has to be different, basically. Well, that clears everything up. It has to catch lightning in a bottle twice. You figure it'd be easier the second time, right? Because practice makes perfect. Yeah. And that's generally why uh, movie or sequels do better than their originals in the movie theaters it makes sense you think about it that the longer a franchise goes on the better it would just get because they already know what to do right exactly just like for example transformers the michael bay version that went on for ages and it always got better remember everyone this is a fact-free episode so i guess what you know we can always talk about taking it to its illogical extremes the michael bay transformers movies so, so maybe we need to start with, what is our baseline? What is the most average sequel? For some reason, I keep thinking of National Treasure 2. Uh, I don't remember the subtitle for that one, but um, The Dial of Destiny? No, that's a tor- terrible title. That'd be, that would be terrible. Um, the Secret of the Mount Rushmore? <laughs> it's so average, you can't even think of the subtitle. Exactly. I have to look it up. No, no, you can't look it up, Eric. That would be a fact. It would be. Oh. National Treasure 2, more Nick, more Cage. <laughs> uh, I think there's actually less caginess in this movie. But it's called National Treasure 2, Book of Secrets. Okay. So that is a very generic title. I, I'd almost say that's pretty... Like, I don't want to say it's bad. It's not a bad sequel, but it's not as good as the original. All right, but so is that then a lower, that's below the baseline for a sequel. Our, our sequel baseline needs to be 
meets or exceeds the original. Well, I'd almost want to say it has to be as good as the original. Now, does it shouldn't exceed the original? Does it have a baseline? Does a third outing qualify as a sequel to a sequel? Or is, is it a different thing you want from a third? I think it depends. Like, let's take Star Wars, the original trilogy for Star Wars. All right. Um, you know, it's the original trilogy. That's if you say that to someone and they're in the know that they recognize it. Even if they're not in the know, you say original trilogy. If you just walked up to someone and said, what are your thoughts on the original trilogy? Do you even need to say that it was, you mean Star Wars? Seven out of ten times, no. All right. Fact-free episode. Fact-free. Um, With that one, I think because they were Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi were conceived together, it'd kind of be... It's not a sequel to a sequel, but it they kind of just meld into this is a sequel to the original. You know what I mean? It's kind of, it's connected. It, it rhymes. Well, not really, but I'm, okay. Okay. So here's the thing. <clears throat> Does a sequel really need to stand alone? If it is in fact building towards a third? No, if it's building towards a third, but I would just, I would look at it as an almost lesser movie because that means you have to watch another movie to, final to finish the the story like going back to the original trilogy you have star wars uh, a new hope that is a complete story it has you if you only watch that one you would get the the complete picture at least a complete picture yeah a complete picture like it's it's good enough but as soon as you add empire strikes back you need a return of the you need the return of the jedi because it's going to be going through the hero's journey and empire strikes back is the, the descent into Hades or the, the low point of the hero story. Well, how do we compare this to like a Lord of the Rings? I mean, you have fellowship, but if you have fellowship, you need two towers, but if you have two towers, you need the King to return. Mm-hmm. I almost want to say, well, that one Lord does, of the does, Rings does, was originally does, just one story. Yeah, that is true. It was split up into multiple books, even, instead of just being the one tome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would think that would be... So do you really consider Two Towers to be a sequel, then? I almost want to say no, just because Frodo does not complete his journey in Fellowship of the Ring. So you need the three movies to tell the complete story. What about Back to the Future? Because the first one can stand alone. Then I... Yeah, I... I would say that the second one and the third one are... uh, But at the same time, it does tell a complete story through all three movies. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's... I I just want to say let's use uh, Back to the Future as our baseline, yeah. Okay, so Back to the Future as our baseline. Like, the second one... Yeah, it's... I almost want to say it's... I I can consider the second one to be not as good as the first. And, like, the third isn't as good as the first... But they do work together to com- tell a complete story. Mm-hmm. But like concepts such as uh, M- Marty's uh, need to prove himself when called a chicken isn't introduced until the second film. It's yeah. not part of the the through line mm-hmm. because Marty is a uh, Paragon character in the mm-hmm. first one. As in Marty is Marty. He doesn't change. Mm-hmm. He just changes everyone around him. And he's kind of a trickster and he has his flaws, but his flaws aren't what... He- like getting in the way of him being mm. who he wants to be. So I can almost see that as they're more defining Marty as a character 
Yeah, I'd still think having him be using Back to the Future would be the that should be the baseline. Or Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the yeah, but first Pirates? three movies. Ooh, because the first one stands on its own. First one does stand on its own, but second and third were written and filmed together. So that's more of a Star Wars kind of a mm-hmm. thing. So maybe there's multiple types of a uh, sequels. So I mean, I guess you have your connected sequels, or so we have connected cash grabs mm-hmm. and dead horses, basically. So you know Transformers, but you don't need to repeat. Uh, we can keep. We're gonna we're gonna bring up Transformers again and again and again because of Michael Bay's gonna beat the dead horse. We're gonna get on a, get in on that action as well. Okay, so here's another sequel. Um, how about uh, Prometheus? Uh, it's an alien sequel. But Prometheus is a is a prequel, a prequel sequel. It's, it's a prequel sequel to, uh, and it's a it's a. I guess we have to define how we're going to talk about um, sequels. Like, if it is it chronologically, like in the story, yeah, it's a it's a prequel, but it's a. So sequel doesn't that to, mean that the prequel trilogy is actually a sequel trilogy? Yeah. But, you know, people call it, for Star Wars, people call it the prequels because it comes out before the original trilogy. Because the story happens first. Mm -hmm. But it's still a sequel. But then you have, you know, Disney decide to ruin that by bringing out the sequel trilogy, which means it comes after the... Now, we keep bringing up Star Wars, so Star Wars are baseline. Is Empire Strikes Back the, uh, the baseline? Or is it a golden standard because Empire Strikes Back is a better film... Than its predecessor. I, I would almost want to say it is the uh, the golden standard. Like, you can't really use it as a baseline because Empire Strikes Back is really good. When people talk about Star Wars, like, what's your favorite Star Wars? Seven out of ten people are going to say, I think it's Empire Strikes Back. And then two out of ten is going to be Return of the Jedi? Uh, maybe, if they're young. I, I mean, I think the original... When you were a boy, you thought Return of the Jedi was the best, and then you became a man and <laughs> realized it was Empire Strikes Back. Basically. Mostly, I have. I don't want to say I have issues with Return of the Jedi because I, I like the movie, but I think technically it's not as good as Empire Strikes Back. Um, there's a scene in there where when Darth Vader is fighting Luke Skywalker, you can tell the guy is just going through the, not going through the motions, but right before Vader falls on the railing and gets his hand cut off by Luke, he just kind of like slumps down. Yeah, but I mean, within the story, that makes sense because Darth Vader's heart isn't in it. But I'd that's the whole wa- thing. But I'd almost want to say like it didn't seem like Luke pushed him down or whatever. He was he Luke collapsed. had already won. He just kind of moves over instead of it. Just it looks weird in the turn in se- in the sense of the scene. All right. Um. Also on the the matte effects and what or the the spaceships are they have a lot of matte boxes around them and. So, like I said, it's it's a good movie, but Empire Strikes Back is better. All right. So, so okay. So our our baseline is for a sub like you hit the purpose of a sequel. That that's Back to the Future Part Two. Are mm-hmm. you're actually doing an excellent job? Is Empire Strikes Back? Mm-hmm. What is our okay? Now you're just screwing stuff up. Should we bring up Transformers again? Well, I don't see, think the second Transformers is that bad. It might be, it might, it's serviceable as a sequel. But as soon as we get to, what's but it's not one, a Dark great movie. movie. No, it's not. But um, then again, the original isn't that great of a movie. I mean, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ooh, Resident e- the Resident Evil movies. See, okay, so yeah, Resident Evil Two is probably below. I think it, the it, first it's one's below been... Back to the Future Part Two, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it 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 is a the most Resident Evil mm-hmm. of the Resident Evil series because it's the one that's closest to the game Resident mm-hmm. Evil Two. Mm-hmm. And then they ha- bring out the third one, and it's which is the one where they're in Vegas and like all the water dried up for some that reason. That was three. Because apparently the T-Virus can do that. Dry up all the water. Yeah. Like ocean water too. I don't know. Yeah, that... I would almost say that's the uh, the worst sequel. When your evil is in residency, can do a lot of things. So when it's evil MD, <laughs> that's where the problems really start. Mm-hmm. So I guess the problem with having like a bad sequel is you don't get any of the other sequel sequels. But a bad sequel will end a series. Mm-hmm. Unless they've already greenlit it. All right. Um, um, so let's throw out some... Uh, so now, now we have our organization. We can start throwing more sequels in. I mean, so uh, Terminator 2. Great sequel. Great sequel. Is it a better sequel than uh, Empire Strikes Back? See, that's kind of hard to say because uh, Terminator 2 is a complete story all on its own. It does not need any of the other Terminator movies. Mm. But... So does that make it a worse sequel? I don't say why it'd be a worse sequel just because it's it, it's so surpassed the original that you don't even need the original to enjoy the sequel. Oh, so it's kind of like it outshone the yeah, original. it outshone the first. It's it, it's like it's not a sequel so much as a reboot. It's hard to. It's kind of the same with Alien and Aliens. You took they took a horror element and made it into something that can be shown on afternoon tv with ad breaks i don't want to say it's a worse sequel but it it so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that out i think terminator 2 is a terrible sequel because it's such a good movie so i mean i i understand where you're coming from john but i don't want to i just feels bad saying <laughs> this is a terrible sequel i th- i think it's a good sequel i'm going to be contrarian to you you're going to be contrarian that's what makes good podcasting two people fighting Civilly, yep. It's just in a basement or a sound room. <laughs> I think I think Terminator. I'm going to take the extreme uh, opinion and say that Terminator Two is a good sequel. I think you're taking the popular opinion. I'm being brave and <laughs> asserting that Terminator Two is a terrible sequel by being good, by being a great movie on its own. So much that you don't actually need the first one. Like if you had just made Terminator Two, no one would care. You could can't just make Aliens. You needed Alien. Mm-hmm. So Alien 2 is a better sequel than Terminator 2 because it expands and builds upon the previous film without surpassing it mm. completely. Mm. I mean, that, may, that makes sense. I'm, I'll give you that. What other sequels can function as standalone stories? You basically don't need any of the backstory to understand them. Mm, okay. Evil Dead 2? I also want to say that doesn't count because they give you a recap of the original movie in the first five minutes which makes sure 100 percent you don't need the first movie mm-hmm. i do love the first movie though in the same vein uh silent night deadly night 2 does the same thing where it repeats the first movie in the first hour of the second movie well that seems inefficient and that's not a very good movie either <laughs> um, so it doesn't consider the first one important enough so that's that's on the opposite end so yeah. that is the the nega version of terminator 2 
So if they get in the same room together and touch, are they? Are we going to find a source of clean energy? They're probably going to go to waffles together. That's. <laughs> I mean, you're the same. They're the same thing. Just one's bad and one's good. Mm-hmm. So one. They have a lot in common. One has a goatee, then. Yeah. Oh, that remind the Star Trek sequels. The the cur- the new new Trek. The J.J. Abrams. Ooh, ones. new Trek versus old Trek. Okay, so original Trek, um, Star Trek Two, Wrath of Khan is better than star trek one and i feel it's in the terminator zone where uh you didn't actually need star trek one to make star trek two be good so i've i've only seen like the first half of wrath of khan i have not even i've not seen star trek one because i've heard that basically skip all the odd numbers for star trek movies and you're okay well see the problem with star trek one is that they were doing a feature length movie on the budget of an episode Oh, that doesn't sound good. So it has a lot of filler, and a lot of the filler is just showing off. Um, I mean, they have more budget than they would for mm-hmm. a, a TV show, and they do use it for the technical aspects. But if you're writing for an episode mm-hmm. instead of writing for a uh, feature-length film, there's a lot more writing you have to do. Uh-huh. So is there, is there more like um, ship or ship shots? Or there is definitely ship shots. Like there's. Because they got to go and fly from uh, this station in the shuttle up to the new Enterprise. Uh-huh. And so they got to fly around the Enterprise and they, like do it like twice and then they come on board. Um, did the Enterprise get destroyed in the TV series? I don't remember that. It didn't get destroyed in the TV series, but this is the upgraded version. That's just, you know, oh. the next series, next in the series. That's the. Uh, so it's like the. The I... refitted. Okay. Enterprise They're You know, they're making it better. Okay. So do you need. I'm assuming you don't need to have watched the original series of Star Trek to understand the movies since they're kind, kind of, of because I mean, without the series, do you really know who all these characters are? I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen the movies. So but at the same time, the characters get enough characterization within the film that you wouldn't need to know. Like if you watch the movies, you know who they are in the series. Uh huh. But does Star Trek really count as sequels given that it is the series and the series is episodic, mm-hmm. and the movies are episodic. So yeah, I, I'd almost want to say it doesn't. There's sequels in all but name, or I guess in all, they don't. I wouldn't count those then if it's designed to be episodic, and they're expecting okay, the, one movie is going to tell a complete story. It does not. It's not linked to any other. And so that with the uh, Star Wars or the Star Trek sequel series. That makes it more of a reboot, mm-hmm. and that's a sequel that mirrors the original. But I'd almost the the stories are still um, rely on the previous movie to tell the complete story. Yeah, that there exists a previous movie as part of the uh, story. Mm-hmm. I think they when the third one came out, they were starting to work on the the episodic nature, but they've kind of I don't know if they're still thinking of making the fourth one, but I don't I just don't know. They could always just do another reboot. Once you've done a reboot, there's nothing stopping you from doing it again. Mm-hmm. It is. It's one of those things that you have to do, and then you can just do it. Like uh, superheroes figured this out in comics. Mm-hmm. Godzilla figured this out pretty early on. Ooh, so another series we could talk about the Harry Potter movies. Mm, I think Harry Potter falls more in the uh, Lord of the Rings zone, since it was intended to be tell a complete story and all. Every movie is just, it relies on the previous. Yeah, it relies on the previous in the sense that it's a part of a whole story. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, there's the source material, the, uh, the books. Mm-hmm. What about the Lost World Jurassic Park? Hmm. It's definitely a sequel. It does not... I mean, I guess it relies on the original in that there's dinosaur, there's dinosaurs that exist in this world. This is why. But it doesn't really rely on the previous movie besides to bring Ian Malcolm in. Who originally died in the book. But whatever. I mean, so is The Lost World below or above Back to the Future Part 2? I, I would probably rank it below Back to the Future Part 2. But in terms of sequel... It, it's definitely below the original Jurassic Park, so I'd, it'd probably follow the same trajectory as Back to the Future Part Two. So the downward trajectory is it a slightly bigger curve? Like it's definitely a bigger curve, but it's not as bad as say Jurassic Park Three. The curve isn't as extreme as the uh, Jurassic Park Lost World to Jurassic Park Three. So, so do you feel like Jurassic Park sequel trajectory has the same sequel trajectory as the Alien franchise? Just that the Alien franchise starts higher on the sequel uh, layer? Like, Aliens is above Back to the Future Part 2, but Alien 3 is below Back to the Future Part 3? Mm-hmm. I would agree, yeah. Alien 3 and, and 4 just... I don't want to say they tank it. But they're taking it down. It's uh, sugar. We're going down, baby. Or <laughs> uh, baby, we're going down swinging. Yeah, um, yeah. It's that. It's uh, it's the Hindenburg right there. All right. Um, and this is not even including the Prometheus. Or uh, where where do you put your Prometheus? In terms, if it was not an Alien sequel, I would think it would be higher than it is currently. You actually think that the sequel nature of the film is what takes it down. But if it was not a sequel, it wouldn't exist. So the mm-hmm. sequel nature is inherent to the movie. I'm just thinking like, okay, Ridley Scott comes in like, okay, I got this new sci-fi story. We are not going to try and tie it into the Alien franchise. Um, I think it would have been okay, probably a 7, 6 out of 10. But the fact that they had to include the engineer... Um, they had to include all these other... They had to tie it to the Alien universe. It started dragging it down. Now, see, I always considered with the themes that we were in Prometheus and Covenant that it was actually supposed to be a Blade Runner sequel. Well, I've heard that just in um, in Blade Runner. I'm pretty sure they talk about the uh, Wayon- Wailani or Wayani? Um, What's the name of the... Wayland yutani Wayland yutani that's it. It's mentioned in Blade Runner, so... Well, um... On some levels of canon, they are considered to be in the same universe. Mm-hmm. But so. I just thematically, because um, it's Prometheus, and it's about the gods, you know, bringing fire to humans, and yeah, or Prometheus brought stole fire from the gods and brought it to humans. So it's knowledge. So who's Prometheus in the story? Wouldn't that be David? David, he's the robot. So mm-hmm. that's that's the whole theme here. It's about man's creations. Mm-hmm. Moving on their own, and that makes it's a much more interesting film from that perspective. I'll, I've only seen it the one time, so I'll have to watch it from that. Uh, yeah, that's I've only seen it the once too, so, and it's been almost a decade since I last saw it. Like, there's obviously there's some character issues, like hey, we're we've just landed on this brand new planet, let's touch things. But that's why they went there, though, to touch things. We that was the whole purpose of the mission was to touch things. Yeah, but these characters, these are the people who are looking at this 
a stone thing that says, come here. The alien said, come to this location. They're going to touch things. They want to touch aliens. It's just one of those, like, if you're being a scientist, you have to have a little bit of an air. These are ancient alien scientists. Think about it that way. (sighs) You see that the the aliens guy, Mm -hmm. he he, would touch it. He would touch it. And these are the same kind of uh, doctors. He'd touch the cobra worm. He would touch the cobra worm. And that's why they died. Yeah. I mean, Steve Irwin. Would Steve Irwin touch the cobra worm? Yes, but he'd make it. Oh, oh, yes, yes. But was Steve Irwin a scientist or was he a entertainer? He, he was both. He was a well-informed entertainer. Mm. Now you just made me feel bad. So now I miss Steve Irwin. There we go, though. I just established. Like, you can't just be saying, oh, it doesn't make sense. It only makes doesn't make sense with the backward lens. Mm. If you touch the, the worm thing... And nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking like, okay, they should capture one of the worm things. And they ha- there has to be a unit of separation. Like they oh, were hey. wearing like space suits that they took their helmets off. Like, oh, it, apparently the air is breathable here. They didn't check for like pathogens or whatever, but what, what alien pathogen is going to be able to connect to a human? I don't know, but not, not every pathogen on earth can infect humans. But do you want to take that risk? I mean, it's I would unlikely ch- to happen. If it's an extraterrestrial organization organism, it's not going to be able to infect a human. You hope you don't know that more than likely it isn't because the, the, the viruses are for the aliens, not for the humans. It wouldn't know how to connect. Let's just have it be on the record that Eric is much safer in a lab sense than John is. This not isn't a lab. This isn't a, an alien tomb. <laughs> Um, but let's, let us move past this. Would you kill humanity or would you not? Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. How, how would you kill humanity? If you get sick with a virus, you die on a faraway planet. Yeah. But what if it, what if it doesn't, John? It's just a, what if I'm just saying FTL. <laughs> well, they didn't have, well, they were in hi- hypersleep though, weren't, or not. Yeah. Or they they have a form of FTL though. Mm. I don't know that much about that it's, it's not whole... a very fast ftl but it is an ftl okay a form of tr- vast uh transportation between great distances within a reasonable time span okay I, like obviously you know, space is big like you think walking down to the store is a is a long distance but that's like peanuts to space yeah i, I promise you that uh they're, they're far enough from earth mm-hmm. to stop the spread you hope but All right but covenant but... As a sequel to Prometheus, is, uh-huh. is Covenant a better sequel to Prometheus than Prometheus is a sequel to uh, Alien? I think so. Um, I th- now I'm trying to is Covenant better? I don't want to say it's is it better than Prometheus because that's not where what we're measuring. But no, we're measuring it as a sequel. I would almost say it. I almost want to say it's on par um, with Alien to Prometheus. You really don't need the only thing you really need is humans are in space and things want to kill you. That's the two linking, uh, the two linking threads. Whereas in Prometheus to covenant, it's okay. Well, you have David and, um, that's the linking and you know, you're in space and things want to kill you. And it continues the thread of, uh, David as the creation of man wanting to usurp Mm -hmm. man's place. Basically. Yeah. And, and he has the mirror character with uh oh what's the the David two name? I think he wants. To, I want to say it starts with an R, but I think it's another one of a uh, script scriptural name. 
I don't want to say Adam because that's a little too on the nose, but here's my. But this is a not. This is a non-fact. Uh, this is a non-fact zone. But just in case, and non-factually, the character's name is it Walter? Yes, yes, it is Walter. Okay. All right. So we we judge a Covenant to be a better sequel to Prometheus than Prometheus is to Alien. I would say so. What do you think, John? I I agree. Well, that's not much conflict. It is not. Um. All right, Toy Story 2. I almost want to say it's a better movie than the original. All right, is it a better sequel? Is it a good sequel? I think it, I think it is also a good sequel. Um, yeah, I think it can't exist on its own in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You need Toy Story 1 to fully understand Toy Story 2. But with Toy Story 1, it, t- Toy Story 2 tells a great story. It's just a continuation. All right. Oh, well. There, yep. Toy Story 3. And four. I have not seen four. I haven't seen four either. Um, I, I think Toy Story three is also a great sequel. I, it definitely, it fulfills the Return of the Jedi role in that it finishes up the story. But then they decide to bring Toy Story four out and just. So, I'm gonna disagree. Okay. I think Toy Story three is a good movie, but it's a bad sequel. Why is it a bad sequel? Because it retreads a lot of Ground of Two. Uh, remind me what happens in three again. I it's been years since I saw it. Um, three is where uh, uh, Andy is saying goodbye to the toys. Oh, he's in college, and and so the toys have to get uh, okay with the idea of being left not alone. being with Andy, and mm-hmm. he gives them to the little girl instead. Yeah, after they spend some time in the like preschool. Mm-hmm. But see, that's the whole thing. Is two was about the toys. Facing the fact that they won't always be They're part of the kids' life. Mm-hmm. With the prospector or Jesse or whatever. that Yeah, with the prospector and with Jesse's experience. Okay. So, yeah, I would agree. Like, I mean, it even ends with, a, like, um, Woody saying... Goodbye, partner. He says goodbye, partner? Well, he's like, we'll be with him as long as he needs us. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, this is great podcasting, but I'd almost want to agree that I just convinced you that is yeah. great because you had had one opinion. Now it's now yeah, we can change our minds on this, but it's still a good movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna say it's not enjoyable, but as a sequel to a sequel, it doesn't add to the sequel the previous sequel that much. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the fourth one's pretty much the same concept. From what I heard, it's kind of a retread of the first movie. Um, you have the spoon. Oh, the well, because it's a comparison, though, because the spoon doesn't think he's a toy. He's, he's like, I'm just trash or whatever. But... Oh, but you are a toy, which was the theme of the first one. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's a that's a bad sequel. So if you want to watch a movie, go watch the first one. I don't know. I but I haven't seen it, so I don't really know how I can. All right. Ready, ready for this one? Yes. Ghostbusters 2. I can see the pain in your face because the truth is it's a terrible sequel. It, it's not. It's not as good as the original one. It's not as good as the original, and it has a lot of overlap with the story. Mm-hmm. But it's a good movie still. It's an enjoyable movie. It's, it's not as good as the original movie, um, but it's still not bad. Like I would rather watch Ghostbusters two than like any Transformers. <laughs> Well, they have that new transform. I will go see the new Transformers that's coming out. Okay, I'll be honest. Bumblebee was all right. That's what I've heard. Like that's a reboot. It's yeah, a sequel. B- B- but Bumblebee a re- is a sequel, and 
It's a terrible sequel because it doesn't need the previous ones. And in fact, it's just fine by itself. Mm-hmm. It does have its issues still, mm-hmm. but but it was intended as a reboot though. From so yeah. it's kind of standing. It needs to stand on its own. It's a sequel. And when I said that with massive air quotes, but it's intended to stand on its own. Yeah. So a terrible sequel, but all right. So as Ghostbusters two below, um, Back to the Future Part two, I would say so. All right, and is it above National Treasure two? Yes. Okay. We need some graph paper here or whatever. Someone's got to be writing this stuff down. Listeners, get (laughs) yourself a piece of paper and a pencil and try and keep track of our statements and find out how much facts are we being consistent with. There will be a quiz after this. So turn your pencils in afterwards. All right. So we talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. So Pirates of the Caribbean 2. I think it falls the same as Empire Strikes Back in that it's a good sequel. You need the first movie to... Uh, really understand the second movie and it gives every the characters their own it it accents their goals but you need the third one to complete the story all right all right now is its trajectory upwards or down straight and then down because like it's hard to say that i would say two is better than one but it's hard to say that one is better than two but they're both better than three yes um, I would say straight, then slight downward trend. All right. They're starting to lose that lightning. Mm-hmm. And, and it just keeps leaking out as the that goes on. Yeah. Because I like Pirates 2 is up there for me. You got Pirates. I like Pirates 1, but I also like Pirates 2. Davy Jones is, I think, a great villain. Yes. Which they kind of squandered in the third movie when they made Admiral Beckett the main villain. And jones was subservient to him i think they should have had jones defeat beckett in some way or whatever which they did in yeah the, yeah they they did in three eventually because it was near the end of the movie i think it, jones should have taken over maybe towards the halfway point versus the three quarters point see i feel like they it, uh jones should have gotten free of beckett but not destroyed him yet mm-hmm so that they're both a threat at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. So you just let Jones off his leash then. Yeah, like Jones gets uh, out of the leash. He's no longer under Beckett's control. But his immediate response isn't just to murder Beckett. Mm-hmm. It's to go over whoever now has his leash. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, make a kind of a... I, I feel like Three's problem was actually more that uh, Captain Jack Sparrow was more of a main dish than the secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the problem with the most of the pirates movies especially four i believe he was kind of a he took a backseat in the fifth one but he was still a major part so yeah we could probably have an entire episode of just the pirates sequels and how they've contributed to the say so i haven't seen i think the fifth one um because i've seen the one with the uh, with Blackbeard, where they're looking for the uh, the Fountain of Youth. Fountain of Youth. I haven't seen the one after that, um, which the, is with uh, the kids. Mm-hmm. The the discount Will in it. Um, what's her bucket? Elizabeth. That's it. Will with a bill. Mm-hmm. He's Billiam. I have only I saw, I saw that in theaters and I never watched it since. But I I need to, I should watch it again with Bill and a and. A, Eliza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, El- Eliza Beth and Billiam. It's a, uh, it's a great value. <laughs> the great value. 
Great Value Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Miami uh, Flower? Mm-hmm. Miami Fleur. All right, so we have a downward trajectory from uh, from our Pirates. It's a strong start. All right, so Pirates 2 is above. I would say it's on par. Maybe slightly lower just because... I, I mean, Pirates 2 is above Back to the Future Part 2. Oh. Uh, is it above Empire Strikes Back? I don't think so. It's below Empire Strikes Back. Probably below Empire Strikes Where Back. Where do we throw two towers? I almost want to say two towers. This is real tight. I'm going to say yeah. right now, uh, two towers is like Empire Strikes Back right below it. Mm-hmm. And then like uh, Pirates 2 is like right below that. It's it's neck and neck. Yeah, they're they're like bumping into each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem with the Lord of the Rings, though, is Return of the King, although a great movie, has more issues than the... A re- the first two like for one thing it's like an hour longer um and it has the multiple endings yeah it ends too many times mm-hmm. it has the opposite problem of john carter of mars which mm-hmm. has too many beginnings mm-hmm. so maybe they they need to take some of those john carter and beginnings and put them with the lord of the rings okay fast and the furious two isn't it faster and furious sir um too fast too furious all right yeah have you watched it? I've seen that a long time ago. I have not seen it, so I can't have any input here. I will disagree with you, regardless of what statement you make, on principle. Well, I think it's a terrible movie, then. All right, well, you know what? It is the greatest movie that I have never seen. Um, So, Too Fast, Too Furious does need the original movie to exist, because it has Paul Walker as the main character, whatever. I don't know. I'm not even going to bother learning his what his actual Paul name is. Paul Walker? Paul Walker, yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Uh, the, the actual character. Oh, the, the character's the ac- name? The actor's name. I, th- I thought the character's name was Fast. No. I don't know what his actual... I know there's... The only character I know from Johnny Fast. Johnny Fast. Is- Johnny Fast is the main character, Fast and the Furious, <laughs> and his best friend is Timmy Furious. <laughs> that That's that's what it is, right? Sure. I mean... I Fact-free episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you have Paul Walker's character who existed in the first fast and furious movie, but this is kind of just his, uh, I don't want to say side story, but a continuation. Okay. Um, they do, do not have, um, Vince diesel in this movie. Vin diesel. Vin. Yes. Vin diesel, uh, in this movie. It just, it kind of, it stands on its own. It still needs the first movie because it sets up, um, why he's doing his, whatever he's doing. So, I mean, it's probably a good sequel. All right, all right. It can't stand it on its own, but you definitely, um, it completes a story. All right, are we at uh, Lost World level? Below uh, Lost World? Above Lost World? I actually, I, I don't care enough about the Fast and the Furious movies to actually even rate it. Oh. It's just kind of like, yes, it's there. All right. But this is when the the Fast and Furious movies still took themselves very seriously. Before, before they're just like, what's the most ridiculous car stunts we can imagine and then try and reproduce on film? It's before, <clears throat> let's have The Rock punch a torpedo and break it. Or, oh no. He, I, I, feel like, I feel like the trajectory of Fast and the Furious movies is, is upwards because The Rock punching a torpedo? That sounds awesome. I'm sure it does sound awesome. But it's also... The rock, I think the rock breaks his arm in this movie, and then he's like, I don't have time for that. So he flexes really hard and pops the cast off. 
See, you're just selling me on the later Fast and the Furious movies like really hard here. I've never seen the later Fast and the Furious movies. This is just what I've heard. Maybe once we get rumor says that the Fast and Furious movies get stupid awesome. That's what I've heard. Apparently Dom goes to space because of family. Did they like ride the car on the outside of a rocket? I don't know. Probably. That sounds cool, though. Maybe. (laughs) John, I'm thinking we might have to do a series on this. I don't want to watch all the Fast and the Fury movies, to be honest, because it sounds like we have to do work to get to the fun. Yeah, that's true. We, I think up until the fourth one, maybe it's the fifth one, it starts being silly. Or it's so so bad it's good. Speaking of that, uh, Mission Impossible 2. It's not as good as the first one, for sure. Is it a good sequel, though? I don't think so. I mean, the, I don't think so either. Because Mission Impossible um, is similar to Star Trek in that it is episodic it, in mm-hmm. concept and nature, so each one can be judged individually as if the others didn't exist. Uh-huh. Um. Although in the later episodes, they start when they start one movie finishes and the other one picks up right after that. Kind of, I guess it's kind of like James Bond in a sense. Like, so with these kind of things, instead of being like sequels, will we call them installments? I I would, yeah, I could do that. So, so Star Trek happens in installments. Mm-hmm. Um, Mission Impossible happens in installments. And there might be a sequel within it to the previous installment. Mm-hmm. And we can say... Um, see, but Harry Potter doesn't exist because that is an overarching story. Yeah. So that's just a long series. Mm-hmm. How about the James Bond movies? James Bond is definitely installments. installments. Up until Daniel Craig, I'd say. Because I know the Daniel Craig movies have a bigger through line. Yeah. Those ones are definitely continuing a specific story. All right. So let's see. The first Daniel Craig was Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah. So the second one is Quantum of Solace. Yes. That's a sequel. Where does it fall? I haven't seen Quantum of Solace. It's not as good as Casino Royale, so below. All right. Um, is it good as a sequel? I only saw, I saw it when in theaters, and that's the last time I saw it. So that was many years ago. It was many years ago. Um, I'm gonna put it lower. It, it's a lower. It's, it's a, lower. a below. Uh, Back to the Future. Yes. Is it below Lost World? Uh, is it below from... National Treasure? It's below Transformers. No, it's above Transformers. It's above Transformers. It's probably National Tre- Treasure 2 level. Okay. Um, it's The problem with the Daniel Craig James Bonds is they start, they've started changing the formula for James Bond. Just instead of, oh, he's a womanizer or whatever. He is... You, you like classic Bond. I, I, I've started going through some of the classic Bonds, and there are some issues with them, obviously, because they were made in a different time, but... Those are nice installments. They don't, I think only like one really depends on, at least from what I've seen, only one depends on another. One's a sequel. I think that might be the third one and the first one. So you have Dr. No, and then then they set up the Spectre organization, which just kind of shows up in the next, um, and this is a Sean Connery films, by the way. I don't think Spectre shows up in any of the other I'm not Spectre's sure. Spectre is a Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen all of them so far. I won't. Um, oh, I think I'm in the Roger Moore era. You've reached Roger Moore. Isn't he he's the most cartoonish? I, I Maybe. What's the one with... Um, I can't even remember. Um, I've seen Gold... Doctor Man with the Evil? Gold. That's, that's, that's Austin Powers. It is. Um, it's the Baron von von Schmetti or whatever, whichever one that one okay. is. Okay, but that's the one I'm watching right now. 
but I've seen the Pierce Brosnan ones. Those are all um, installments. They don't depend on anything else. So does Indiana Jones installments or actual sequels? I would say sequels because they're telling a loose knit story. Yeah, see, but like the the second one, the sequel, it's a prequel. It's a prequel. Um, so I almost and want the, to say and, they're installments. And, and the third one doesn't really care about either early one. It it mentions Raiders of the Lost Ark at one point. Yeah, it so references just as a reference. It's not. So I'd almost want to say it's a James Bond. Uh, it's a it's an installment. Installment. Like it doesn't it doesn't need the original story to tell the this you don't need raiders of the lost ark to tell the uh, last crusade story or the temple of doom exactly well you need temple of doom i don't know you don't need temple of doom for uh last crusade you, or for uh temple or uh, uh lost ark no so yeah i'd say they're installments except so, for the fourth one is a sequel to um, Last Crusade? Last Crusade. Or no, The Lost Ark. Oh, oh well, they only, I guess they set up the um, the warehouse or whatever. But and the, Miriam. That's true. I forgot about Miriam. I mean, they did for years too. But. <laughs> well, we don't, we don't talk about that one anyways. So we say that's a terrible sequel in a terrible movie. Yeah. How does it rank next to Transformers? Better than Transformers, but not by much. Okay, so it's on the bottom of the heap. It Let's just say it didn't do the series any favor, favors. And the uh, Dial of Destiny? Well, it's a Disney Plus movie, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, I'm trying to think of uh, more sequels to throw at this. I mean, there's obviously a ton of sequels. But... Oh, Mummy Returns. Not as good as the original, but it is a good sequel. All right. But it's not a good... Uh, whereas let's, You were going to say it wasn't a good movie, but now you're thinking, well, actually, it kind of was, but it wasn't as good as The Mummy. Whereas The Mummy, with Brendan Fraser, obviously, is a perfect... I want to say a perfect 90s action movie. The Like, that is the gold standard of 90s that, action movies. So, uh, where, if on our list of 90s action movies, uh, The Mummy stands where Temple of... Or, no, with... Uh, um, return it with the Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. You cut all that out. Make it sound like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so yeah, Mummy. The the Mummy is an Empire Strikes Back. But I don't want to say it's an Empire Strikes Back because it's Empire Strikes Back is a sequel, whereas the Mummy is a yeah. But this is on a different scale. Yeah. It's it's like some like if we talk about the number of robots exploding. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay is going to have something in the gold standard there. <laughs> we'll see. Because it's it's all about the context of what we're measuring. Mm-hmm. So. And then. But the. Mummy Returns is a decent sequel, but not. But not a good movie. Mm. And so it's below um, Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Below Lost World. I'd probably put it there. Probably better than National Treasure. I haven't seen it in a long time, so I can't... I don't remember it. Whereas I watched The Mummy recently. Because it's a great movie. So they have the Pygmy Mummies. They have the the fight with the mummies in London on the uh, double-decker bus. Mm -hmm. And then you have have CG. You have the the Rock rock CG. 
Um, I mean, I guess it is setting up a more universe, the, the mummy universe or whatever. Because it expands the universe and builds upon the previous. Yeah. But, but it doesn't continue <clears throat> the original thread as well. I, I think it duplicates the original thread a little too much because mm. um, Anaxuna Moon is like back and so is... Mm. And the Emotep. And, and Emotep is the villain mm-hmm. again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's a bad sequel. Mm, but on that process, is Empire Strikes Back a good sequel? Because it's just the bad guys are the Empire again. Ah, don't say that, John. And Let's I mean, this path. I mean, and and the bad guys have captured Princess Leia, mm-hmm. who, and, who gets and rescued, and Luke has to go try and rescue her. Yeah, but they end up rescuing Luke, though. So it's a little bit. It's so, well, that's a twist. I mean. So I, I guess there's no super weapon. Yeah, that's uh, no super weapon. Um, and I mean, there's no secret plans. Luke loses in the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the I don't want to say the rebels lose, but it's like you know, in the original one, the rebels win, and but it's like I said before, it's the um, the descent into hell or into the Hades part portion of the of the story. Um, it's the low. It's Luke's lowest point. With a little bit of uptick at the end, with a little bit of hope. So I mean, but he he starts out not knowing that much about the Force, and he learns about mm-hmm. the Force through the movie, like he did in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is Empire Strikes Back a good movie, but a bad sequel? Maybe that should be the uh, the question we ask. You know, no, no, I think it's a good sequel. I'm mm-hmm. just, you're just trying to be contrarian. I'm just trying to be. Well, I was. It wasn't just trying to be contrarian. It was. We, we were following was a thread. Taking. My standard I put for Terminator 2, mm-hmm. Tampire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't, like, to be fair, I saw Empire Strikes Back before I saw A New Hope. And I lived just fine loving uh. Star Wars without it. I can't remember which one I saw. I want to say I saw Star Wars first. But I just, I it's been a long time, I don't know. Um, But I think another something that sets empire strikes back out or sets it aside is it was made as a trilogy or as part of a trilogy whereas the mummy and terminator 2 were not so that kind of skews the ratings as well all right let's see what what uh, sequels can you think of that we haven't thrown in here i mean i mean we can always talk about the marvel movies marvel's more of an installment well you have iron man 1 2 and 3 you have like the sequels to each individual hero. Okay. Okay. I guess that's a good argument. But I would say they're probably good sequels. But it's Marvel. I want to say is it, its is, own can of worms. Iron Man two though is just Iron Man one again, basically. Yeah. And the, and the same with Iron Man three. It's Tony Stark learning to be comfortable with Tony Stark. Because well, okay, let's look at it. Iron Man one. He has to make the arc react. Well, see, or whatever. with Iron Man one, it's uh, Tony Stark realizing that his actions do matter, mm-hmm. and learns to care and have a heart. Like basically, he's stealing Christmas before, <laughs> and then he found out that he's the Grinch. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Man two is him learning to uh, about that time he screwed over this guy, and uh, well, it's him accepting like his mortality or whatever, but then deciding to change that. Like in Iron Man 1. Okay, okay. And then in Iron Man 3, 
um, his, that his actions have consequences, consequences, and he needs to. All right, all right. So, terrible sequels, basically. Yeah, yeah, and not they're okay-ish. They're not great. They're... All right. What about Thor? We have Thor, and then Thor in the, the Thor Dark too. Yeah, and that one's a terrible movie. And I almost want to say terrible. I actually have only seen it like a couple. I've seen it. I've seen it once. I can't even say I've seen it a couple I'm, times. I think I saw it twice because I was going through. I saw it when it first came out. And then I think I watched it again to get ready for Endgame. You know what? The only one who has good sequels is Captain America. Well, ooh, Thor Love and Thunder, though. Or not Love and Thunder, uh, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I think that it's almost a reboot, though. Yeah, that's not a real sequel. Like, it's a sequel in that it has Thor, but... And it's drawing... Well, but then does that make it a good sequel? Because it expands upon what happened before, mm-hmm. but doesn't repeat it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it almost repeats Thor 1. Because Thor 1, he loses his powers, and he has to decide... Oh, yeah, he loses hero. his hammer, and he's got to... He has to discover he's actually a hero without his hammer. Thor uh, 3, he loses his hammer, and he has to discuss learn that he the powers within him the whole time that's a slightly different story i mean that's that's like if dumbo had a like mechanical wings in the mm-hmm. first one and learned that mm-hmm. his value didn't come from the mechanical wings and then the, the sequel is where dumbo loses his mechanical wings and realizes he could just use his wings his ears to fly mm-hmm. so that is, that is a that is a good question though because the power was inside of him the whole time. Mm. Literal power, like mm. lightning. Mm. Didn't need the hammer. But it does follow the same storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. A, but he doesn't have to learn how to be a good person. Yeah, he doesn't have to learn to be a hero or whatever. He but... just needs to learn to use the power that he already has. He has to believe in him. And what What's that line from... Uh... Gurnal again. Don't believe it. Don't, don't, don't believe, believe in, in yourself. You, believe in me who believes in you. But see, that's the, the early version. The evolved version is believe in the you that you believe in. Mm. That's, that's the stopgate to actual confidence is mm. that, you know, if you trust, you don't trust yourself, but you trust me. I trust you. Mm-hmm. So if trusting me means you have to trust yourself, you're just. Mm. It's just a roundabout way to do it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, because we agree that a. Uh, Captain America has the best sequels. Yes. Like, because Winter Soldier... Is, Winter Soldier is better than the first Captain America movie. And then and Civil it's, War it's is better. even better than that. And Captain America doesn't learn the same lesson every time. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, first movie, Captain America is... Well, he's a soldier. Trust his judgment or whatever. Winter Soldier, don't trust the government. And um, three is know that what I stand for what you believe in. So, yeah, I yeah, I think good movies and good sequels. And then we'll see Ant-Man. First uh, one's better than the second one. Second one. I, I'd say it's a fair sequel, but it's also not a great movie. I think it was more to set up. Well, they they needed it to set up the the return in Endgame. So it might have just been a stopgap movie. In so, the... See, that's the problem we have with all these Marvel movies is that every sequel is actually might be a sequel to a different movie than it's an actual sequel to. Like Iron Man 2 isn't a sequel to Iron Man. It's a sequel to Avengers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I kind of said Marvel's its own little can of worms. Yeah, it is. We need a we need a pegboard a and can some yarn. Of plot threads. Start 
separating them into its own little yarn skeins. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, though, that's kind of its own. That's that's separated from the Marvel threads, I'd say, up until Endgame. Up until Endgame, but both movies happen before Endgame. Yeah. So, I, I think the third one is probably separated enough. Well, I don't know. Should, it helps when everything say, else is on Earth and you're in, in yeah. space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it a, puts a lot of distance between them. Yeah. Like with your alien disease. <laughs> Ooh, bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back. I don't even know why you're afraid of alien diseases. You're a robot. How do you... John... What, I understand why you like these stories because of uh, Peter and Walter. And Bishop. Let me finger you. You all do the fingering? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is that, it uncomfortable for robots? I think it's uncomfortable for everyone. <laughs> but is that what Ridley Scott was going for? Yes. I don't know. He was trying to make you uncomfortable. So. Now, the real question is, is this a better sequel than the original? Um, just two out of three. Non-standard episode where there's no plot holes filled. Eric doesn't watch something that he'd never seen before and learn things is fact free better than whatever it is without me. I don't know what I bring to the episodes. <laughs> well, the last, let's see, the last episode was fact filled, but it was basically us just talking about what movies we were excited to see. So yeah, nice and easy. Well, let us know in the comments. Is this a better sequel? Did we follow the thread? Are we above or below um, part two of back to the future? Back to the future. Are we above Transformers? Please say we're above Transformers. John, as long as we don't say we're below the Transformers scrotum, I think we're fine. Can we say that on the episode? It's a podcast. We can say whatever we want. I I can't remember what he says, but at that point, I was just kind of, I think I'm done with this movie. (laughs) Luckily, it was near the, or unfortunately, it was near the end. Yeah, you you were already in too deep. You know, I paid my $5. You paid your two hours. Or do you think that Terminator 2 is actually a great sequel, no matter whether or not it just repeats Terminator 1 and and doesn't actually, like, require you to see the first one? It could just expand on its own. It is a great sequel. Then you can uh, let us know on Twitter at PlotSpecklePod at Twitter um, dot Twitter. (laughs) Or... If you would like to send us an email detailing exactly what is the most perfectest sequel in existence, let us know at, or send us an email at plotspacklepodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, if it's good enough, we'll read it on this. We'll read it. Please send us something. And then, oh, don't forget to like on Facebook and comment on the post. And also, we'd like to thank our patrons for all that you do for us. Now, what about Troll 2? Because that's its own can of worms, because Troll 2 isn't actually a sequel to Troll. So it doesn't build on the previous installment, but it does have its complete own story. I guess that makes it sound like a perfect sequel. Nah. Nah. 